Hello, welcome to the Dive In Movie Cast, a film podcast where two unqualified critics give their opinions and try and differentiate themselves from every other podcast out there. My name is Hayden. And I'm Wesley. And this week, we're finally getting into all the chaos of Olivia Wilde's Don't Worry Darling. It's been a long time coming, and we've been wanting to make this episode happen for the last couple weeks, but we couldn't do it without returning guest of the pod, Cole Ross. What up? Hello. <laughs> Damn, he hit the hello Pennywise with it. Uh, and Kelsey Vanbury. Um, we're so excited to have you on here. Thank you so much. That's so hyped. This, um, this is a movie where Kelsey immediately texted me and she was like, I want to talk about this movie. I want to come on the podcast for the first time to talk about this movie. And so because of that, I was like, we're not doing this episode with anybody else. We need to just like wait until this works. And so the movie's been out for a month now. And I think like all the dust around it has completely settled. I don't know if anybody even cares about the movie anymore. But we're we're going to kick it up. But we're going to do it. We're going to talk about it. We're going to get into all the, the controversy and the the bullshit that really has occurred with this movie in the last couple months through both the media and just in general. Um, so I guess before we start off, how's everybody's week been? How's everybody doing? I'm alive. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. right, man? <laughs> I'm barely breathing. I'm here. Uh, that's about it. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like I always have to ask because it's just insensitive. It's just be like, let's just talk movies now, guys. <laughs> Um, but no, I, I'm on the exact same page. <laughs> I, like, yeah, I, I think nothing has really changed since the last time we did the podcast last especially, week. Especially with you and I. It's just like, hey man, how you doing? It's like, I, I worked. Um, that's about it. Oh, okay. Really quick. I do actually have something to say. Um, so for Halloween this year, Halloween's coming up. It's next week. <laughs> Jesus, I don't um, even have a costume yet. You don't Whoops. have a costume? Whoops. I have two. I have two costumes. Wesley told me this story, and but, I'm so excited to do it again. <laughs> My, the greatest thing has happened. So one of the costumes I'm doing is um, Doofenshmirtz, like Dr. <laughs> Doofenshmirtz. Wesley. <laughs> so the other day, I in the mail, I, got, I bought a lab coat, like a professional lab coat in the mail. It came. I put on the whole outfit. And I sent my roommate, Sid, a Snapchat video of me in the outfit. And in the background, it's the Doofenshmirtz Evil Incorporated After Hours. <laughs> it's so good. I have to show you guys it. But I also went out <laughs> to Value Village with a couple of friends of mine. And um, I was like, ah, I need a funny. Or Sid was like, you need some kind of innator. Like, you have to have an innator. That's true. And I was like, you're right. Oh, so I was looking around for like a kid's toy gun. I found like a Despicable Me fart gun <laughs> yeah. that actually makes fart noises. And I'm gonna, I'm just gonna take like tape and put a nader on the side of it. Fart nader. And put like uh, spooky things on it. It's gonna be my spooky nader. Okay. Um, I went in the way worse direction. I hit the fart yeah, nader. Yeah, it's Yours not the fart nader. No, it's a spooky nader. Um, but it might turn out to be like one of my greatest costumes yet. The only thing I really need to complete it is a tiny little hat. That I can put on the cat that's at my house <laughs> and make a video. Perry. I was just going to say, yeah, I'm crash that party and I'm going to just walk Perry. in as Perry the Platypus. Do it. Right. <laughs> no, but you have to walk in like without the hat yeah, so he doesn't recognize it you. It's like, oh, it's Cole. Cole <laughs> 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 the Platypus. Oh. I'm so happy for you. That's an incredible costume. Yeah. It honestly might turn out to be one of my favorite costumes ever. Mm -hmm. uh, but now I have a lab coat. So if I ever there need a lab go. coat, I just now have one. You're you can set. Just walk Thank around. God. Yeah, exactly. Just in case. Yeah, you might need one. <laughs> you never know. Uh, Kelsey, Cole, how's work? How are you guys doing? Stressed out? 
Yeah, I was going to say, we have not much else to contribute besides work. I leave for Montreal in two days, so I'm just light at the Ooh. end of the tunnel. Mm-hmm. I get to get through it, and then I'm good to go. And you get like a busy summer. Spooky mm-hmm. vacation. Yeah. I get a That's spooky so vacation. I get to celebrate Halloween in Montreal. So Don't fun. know what we're doing yet. So that's the magic of it. I was going to say, that's literally yeah. the magic, that you get to go on a vacation and then just figure out what you're doing yes, on the vacation. Yes, like, That's so cool. Yeah, I'm excited. Cool. I get to keep on working. Yeah, I was going to say, you suffering? <laughs> you suffering? <laughs> yeah. Oh. Yeah, that's the grind. Yeah, it, it's it is just, how it that's is. That's the life. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, let's, before we talk, don't worry, darling, I don't think it's possible to talk about this movie without addressing like the controversy and just all of this shit behind mm-hmm. this movie, which I had mentioned off the top. Um, this movie pretty much was completely consumed by its controversy. It's one of those things where like nobody even saw this movie by the time it came out for the movie. It is. It was like, uh, didn't Harry Styles spit on Chris Pine? Doesn't Florence Pugh want to kill Olivia Wilde? So let's get into it. Um, mm-hmm. I pretty much narrowed all of this down into like point like paraphrasing, just like, like little Perfect. point, point form. All right. So we're just going to like skim through it. So I'm yeah, going to be right going now. through one long breath. Stop me at any point and we can go deeper into specific things that have happened here because it is a long journey. (laughs) Shia LaBeouf is fired from the film and replaced by Harry Styles. Olivia Wilde and Harry start seeing each other and developing a relationship. Olivia Wilde is then served divorce papers on stage while at CinemaCon by Jason Sudeikis. Ted Lasso. <laughs> what? Did, Ted Lasso served. I'm that. sorry. Is that real? That's yeah. real. Did, did you guys know this? Yeah, there's yeah. a video of it. It's wild. It's... Haha. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. No, um, no that's, that's actually crazy, but such a boss move from Jason Sudeikis. He was really like, you're does promoting your new film. Does he get a plan that? Like, does he like say when they... I don't know how that served. <laughs> right? Like the poor person who's like, now? I have to walk up to her up right there. now. Step on the stage and give it to her <laughs> at CinemaCon. No, yeah. like, that's brutal. Her reaction is just devastating. I mean, like, Olivia Wilde's been pretty shitty throughout this film, or throughout the press of this film, and we'll talk about that. But, like, I don't think anybody really deserves that no. happening to them. No. Wait, sorry, I did want to actually go back to the first point. Okay. Um, I don't have all of the facts, and I should have. I do believe Shia was fired <laughs> he, for... Yes. Like, just aggressive or sexual allegations. Uh, All around wasn't a good look on him, right. but it wasn't, like, random. Was right? it, um, did it have to do with stuff on, I don't think it was on the set. So I think okay. there was stuff beforehand. that came out about Shia beforehand with his yeah. girlfriend. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, who had accused him of some abusive behaviors. I see. Um, and so that kind of tanked his career right when it was back on, like, the come up. Like, yeah. Shia has, has had a rocky career, and he was kind of going back up and then right back down. Um. Yeah, so he he was fired for that. And I feel like Florence got a lot of that heat, like that it was like her kind of. Mm, yeah, a lot of people thought that that was in that trying right. to get him gone. Yeah, but I feel yeah. like before like before anyone saw the movie, it was built up to be like this huge feminist movie, and you can't really have a feminist movie with someone like an abuser. Like yeah, exactly. Right, right. Like, right. like that was just a choice they were like, well. Mm-hmm. We Especially this. this movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he yeah, really I mean. can't be a, cr- a real creep. <laughs> yeah, you can. Um, <laughs> you don't want true. any of this to be realistic, right? I was, I, like, I, the first thing I said when I was mm-hmm. watching the movie was like, you know, this movie might have been better if Shia was in it because he like, like actually sucks. Yeah, and he's, he would have really yeah. embodied the character. Oh. <laughs> he's so actually method an actor. actor. Yeah, method actor. Oh. Uh, okay, so. Olivia opens up in an interview about firing Shia LaBeouf, who then immediately claps back and claims he wasn't ever fired from the production of the film, but instead left the project. He then leaks a video Olivia Wilde sent him while driving a car, where she throws shade and insults lead actress Florence 
Florence Pugh. Mm-hmm. Uh, pretty much she says something along the lines of just like, this is going to be a big wake up for Miss Flo. And she says it's super condescending. And it's, it's pretty obvious, the intent behind the sentence. Yeah. Um, at this point, there's a lot of people who are starting to notice that like Olivia Wilde and Florence Pugh aren't really like interacting together, but like they're still kind of doing some press together. So everything's still kind of cordial. Um, but not long after, rumors of a rift between them start spreading. At the Venice Film Festival, Florence shows up looking absolutely great, uh, <laughs> refuses to do PR for the film in a limited appearance. She was there for like 45 minutes, took pictures with like Gemma Chan, and then left. Yeah. Um, you know, <laughs> doing her thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, Chris Pine visibly loses his mind during Harry Styles talking in an interview where he's pretty much like disassociating from reality. It's so good. I uh, actually I actually <laughs> love that clip. It's like incredible. It's so good because he's... He, you can see in his face how much he does not want to be there. Yeah. He's like, I really could care less about this right now. And Harry's just like, it's a real movie. That's the thing I love about this film is it feels like a real movie. And it's and like people are going to show up for this real film. Yeah. Uh, and Chris Pine is just <laughs> losing his damn. He's life. like, he's like, I've been in the acting business for years, and this motherfucker who said nothing in Dunkirk is now here. Yeah, he's next to me. Kept he's talking. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so not long after Harry Styles took the world by storm when he was caught on video appearing to spit on Chris Pine. All right, stop there. We got to stop here and we got to <laughs> get date. into Spitgate, guys. Did it happen? Did it not? I believe 100% it happened. Like, I don't care who, I don't care what video you show me. I don't care what happened. All the angles. I so like, it's so obvious that he's just like full on spitting on him. I want to believe it. I think it's hilarious. It's, if I, it did happen, <laughs> I do think it's hilarious. It's you're going to so spit to a grown man. You're going to spit on him at, like while you're being filmed. But I don't think it happens. The only yeah. other context it could happen in was if they're like good friends. And he was just and up he, on stage. He, and he wanted was like, to start Ha-ha. this. <laughs> you know, like that's the only other context I could have been. Do you ever think I would jokingly spit yes. on you? <laughs> I've done it. I've done it to Brayden multiple times. <laughs> it's, like, it's like the argument gets popped a little bit when it's like they might just be buddies. I'm like, I don't know, Wesley. If you locked in, you're like, all right, pod time. Spit in my hand. I'd be like, no. no, we're, not, we're, not yeah, doing, we're not doing that shit. Yeah, uh, I want to believe Harry is a, is a classy kind of guy you know so I do, do i but do then, keep that belief but then <laughs> i watch him go on stage at a concert and be like oh, i just got back from venice from spitting on chris pine it's so tongue-in-cheek when he says it though like it has to be a joke right yeah like, that's why i feel like they're really addressing saying it, it like that they're addressing it like yeah so many times that and the way they do is with such casual <laughs> intent i don't yeah, know true. yeah but you never know. I just want to believe it's true, I think. Yeah, I think it's, I think it's more funny if it's true. Yeah, it's hilarious. Like, it's hilarious if it's true. I mean, the internet like lost their mind over this. Like, yeah, I've seen yeah. videos. On where, Twitter, bro, it was like yeah. enhanced. Like, it was like Jarvis enhanced. And like, people were like Tracking zooming in all the way to like the air particles to see if someone spit on someone. And I was like, you're crazy. I people started I making edits of it. Yeah. Where yeah. I saw one edit where it was For like sure. the fucking Jurassic Park. Uh, oh. <laughs> like the lizard that like spreads its things and like spits and he like walks up and it's Harry's face is like that lizard and he spits acid on Chris Pine and it's just like the stupidest shit I've ever seen but people lost That's their minds the yeah. Kelsey what type of ed- like were you seeing a bunch of edits for it too of just like random versions of it oh I was just gonna say I think I saw just an edited version that someone like tried to make it look oh uh, okay so real right or putting I more guess, effort yeah. into it. Yeah. Um, because then I saw another video, just the actual, the full thing. And you can't see anything even when they did zoom in. So That's what I mean. Like People were like fully but zooming the, in on yeah. like the blurry but little But the one I kept seeing picture. 
There was something that flew across. There was something, yeah. And Chris does look in his lap. Chris's look is what sells everything. Yeah, his reaction. Like, if it'd be one thing if there was, like, something that appeared to be spit. But if Chris Pine didn't react to it, nobody would be talking about it. It's the fact that Chris Pine, like, shuts off. Like, he, like, throws his hands up and then puts them in his lap. And he, like, is looking. He looks mad. So, like, it's really weird. It's Very odd. I also don't know if you've ever seen Harry, like, in concert. I mean, I've just seen on videos. But... Um, he also thinks he's the funniest person in the world. So I just feel like he would have smirked and his face doesn't change mm. whatsoever after. I feel like he would have thought that was also hilarious if he, if just he like, did it. Yeah, casually you know? just spitting like, he would not have like, been, <laughs> been no straight face after that. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Um, Spitgate. I, I think we're going to debunk it. I don't think it's real, but I really wish I it want was it real. To. I still fully believe it's real. Leslie, <laughs> so you stand with it? I stand with it. I, I totally believe that Harry Styles could get his ego so inflated seeing as he has more screen time than Chris Pine, a huge actor in Hollywood. This being Harry Styles' what, second movie? Mm-hmm. And he gets... The first one he's spoken. The first one he's spoken <laughs> in? I could totally see his ego getting inflated to the point where he's like, well, you are shitting on me for all these interviews. Fuck you. Yeah, you know? I can enough. totally see it happening. I can see it. I feel like... I feel like when you're that big of a celebrity and you've made all this music, like he is at the peak of his career right now. Yeah. I could totally see his ego getting inflated to that point. Sorry, all you Harry Styles fans. I love him. I I am a fan. I love him even more if the spit was real, I'm going to be honest. (laughs) Is it in the plan to talk about whether we all enjoyed his acting oh, yeah. in we'll this movie. Okay. Okay. I, I was actually okay, about cool. to say I was about to say uh, <laughs> imagine your ego getting that inflated over this performance because uh, uh, yeah very true it's not good guys it's not good anyways we'll get into that later yeah um, so all of this stuff climaxes in a rumor that Florence and Olivia got into a screaming match on set of the film with Florence repeatedly saying out loud people have quoted her as saying I'm directing this film more than you are Mm. Olivia Wilde then stormed off with Harry Styles Florence was pissed stormed off and that's the end of the report I don't know obviously that wouldn't have ended there but um that is apparently the incident that completely like fractured the relationship and now Florence like had to actually be I heard stuff about Florence having to be like talked into by the movie studio to like still promote the movie like she was like that mad about it well she barely she barely barely promoted and she's like the lead character like this is her movie and she barely promoted it so that says a lot yeah Mm -hmm. after watching it i see why yeah me too so like all this to say that this has completely dominated the movie like nobody cared about don't worry darling for anything more than like let's find out what's going on behind the scenes and you're not even gonna find out on social media was always like Mm -hmm. don't worry don't worry darling like drama that was it yeah it wasn't like a review about the movie it was purely about the drama and people started looking for stuff no yeah like stuff that wasn't even real like yeah. was nick kroll mad at chris pine i'm like no nick kroll doesn't <laughs> fucking hate anyone what nick are you is vibing. out of it yeah um, i wonder if that brought in more people to watch it or if it made more people want to stay away from actually mm. seeing the movie once it came out yeah, that's a good i question. wonder what kind of audience it brought in if people mm-hmm. were already wanting to hate it because of that as well yeah true i, I think it's brought in like fans of the Kardashians and like Jerry Springer, you know, train crash. Um, where are the bloopers? Yeah, exactly. Like, where's exactly. the blooper reel at the ending? I want to see them fight. Yeah. Uh, okay. So like now that we've addressed the elephant in the room, cause you can't talk about this movie without that. Like, what did you guys think of don't worry, darling, just like brief thoughts. Like if I were to ask you pretty much out the theater, what did you, what is your thoughts on the movie? I would say that I enjoyed it mm-hmm. while I was in the theater. While I was watching it, I was like, okay, this isn't bad. 
Um, and like walking out of the theater, I was like, Florence Pugh killed it, like she always does, literally carrying that entire movie, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I thought like all of the visuals was were really cool. This whole location that we've created in this universe is really cool. And then I started thinking about the movie. And it like started to go down for me, like downhill. When I was like, "Oh wait a minute, there's this thing, and there's this other thing that we'll eventually get into." I don't want to get like super spoilery right off the bat, but right. yeah, I I enjoyed it. Like I had fun. Um, would I watch it again? Hell no. Nah. Mm. Um, but it was it was still a good time. Um, for me. Where you went wrong was thinking about it. Yeah, exactly. Like, I left the theater. You should have just left the theater and turned the brain off, and you would have been fine. But my my, uh, movie podcaster brain was like, well, let's Mm. think about all of these things. And I was like, oh, you're right, you're right. Yeah. Yeah. It's very easy to get caught up, like, walking out of the movie theater just, like, thinking about that movie. Because, like, visually and, like, screenplay-wise, it was beautiful, and it was very well done. And then, like I said, like, if you just start thinking about it, you're like, None of this adds up. It was like when we, when like the other night, uh, Cole and Hayden and Brayden and I went to go see Black Adam, and we <laughs> we the movie ended, and we were like, oh, this is actually pretty fun, and then we went yeah. into the parking lot and shit on it for like five <laughs> yeah, minutes. Yeah. It was just one of those movies where you walk out, you're like, oh wait, what a minute. did I just watch? <laughs> I can tell you one thing: the hierarchy of power has changed, guys. Yeah, it has. <laughs> it has indeed. Cole. Um, but did you like the movie? Like the more, so essentially you're in the same boat as Wesley. Like the more you thought about it, the more you're like, uh. yeah, like I was disgusted by the twist. And then, yeah, yeah. We'll get into that yeah. Later. like yeah. I was, like I was just like, that's where I stood at the end of the moment when I finished the movie. I was just like, I, I came up with like a, like a disdain because I was like, ugh, mm-hmm. like that was my, that was my immediate reaction. Yeah. Which is why, like, I didn't really, like, I liked all the screenplay and stuff, but I didn't actually, like, like the movie when I walked out. Fair. I was just like, no. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Kelsey, what about you? I have a few things. I think I, I built up the movie in my head. I don't really know why or what part of the trailer really spoke to me that this was going to be a message or note on feminism and so, so like, our society mm-hmm. versus the 50s, whatever. It felt like that, but missed the mark in a lot of ways, which I'd like to talk about later as well. Mm-hmm. So I think while I was in there, my one comment is Florence Pugh, period, yes. is why I enjoyed period. the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and like even out of it, enjoyed it. But I think if I leave a movie with that many questions unanswered and the feeling I think I could do an ending better, mm-hmm. then I can't say I loved the movie for what it was. I just am like... Here's the ending I thought, mm-hmm. and I've accepted that. Yeah. <laughs> so, I don't know. That's pretty much exactly how I feel. I yeah. mean, when the promotion for this movie started coming out, before this movie was consumed in all the bullshit that ended up fully consuming it, because this trailer played for like 10 months. Like, I've been seeing this so trailer long. for a long time. Oh, so yeah. long. And when I first saw the trailer, I was really excited. And I, I think, think there is a bad thing. I think it's a I, it bad can be. thing to it like hype up a movie for that long. Well, yeah. clearly, I had already created a story in my head yeah. just <laughs> by the pieces you know and things I, mean? I had seen. Like, oh, this is definitely the movie we're getting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. and then it. I, I think. Yeah. I think for me, like, I thought this was gonna be like a big movie, and I, I really liked Olivia Wilde's first movie. Um, and I was like, okay, she's taking a big swing as a director, and she's going for like kind of like a Christopher Nolan, like Inception-y kind of mindfuck movie with like. With Kelsey, like I agree, like there was, I thought there'd be a commentary here. I thought mm-hmm, she was yeah. trying to do this kind of trippy, uh, 
action film that also had a lot to say about like feminism and like gender roles. Yeah. And it, it's not either of those like no. at all. It's not a good action movie. It's not even a good mind fuck movie. Um, and it's not even a feminist movie really at all. At all. No. So I think I had thought this movie would be something different. By the time I got it, I was yeah. like, eh, the walking out of the theater, um, I started liking it less and less and less. Immediately you asked me, I was like, I don't really know what to say. I think it's mm-hmm. like a three out of five for me. And then as time kind of worked away at it, I was like, nothing comes together here. Like the, mm-hmm. there's twists that just are out of nowhere. There's character motivations that are dropped entirely. There's no development for the core villains or really anything that I'm supposed to be scared of. There's no development. The, That's no. it. The yeah. only like, way, oh, sorry. I'm willing to let that slide is if they make a sequel soon with Gemma Chan's character <laughs> yeah. and then we get some sort of explanation and yeah. some sort of real ending. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I'd to, be fine with that. I'll rant about Gemma Chan's character later because yeah. I love Gemma Chan and just like, what the fuck is she doing here? Yeah, yeah she's good. done dirty. Um, yeah, no, the more I thought about it, the more I just didn't like this movie. And I think like, I won't rate it now because we'll do that at the end of the episode, but like where I stand now is like, I don't like this movie. Like really at mm-hmm. all. Like I'm like pretty against this movie. Um, Okay, but do we let's talk about like positives, like just in general things that we actually liked <laughs> about the movie. Because I just hit Lawrence it with like Pugh. I don't like it at all. <laughs> yeah. Ms. Flo is on the top of her shit here, yeah. guys. Yeah. Like I think everybody's universal on that. Literally, like when is Florence Pugh not amazing in any movie she does? I think she's just so good all the time, mm-hmm. and she's really good. I mean, she's like proven it with Midsummer and everything about how she's really good at being like this center focal point of crazy shit just happening around her yeah, and how yeah. good she is at reacting to those things and like like we were saying how in horror movies you're supposed to like there's supposed to be some level of mystery and your character's trying to figure it out it's almost like she was trying but then olivia wilde was like no no, no don't do that <laughs> right no no it's okay i'm gonna we're gonna do it that in like the last 10 minutes yeah no way. Um, we should be laying this out right now but yeah so like she does such a good job and like in the moments where like a couple scenes I want to point out, like the whole scene where she's cleaning the window and then the wall starts to press oh, up yeah. against so her. So good. Yeah. So good. And like you can mm. hear her bones cracking. I was like, oh my God. And like the moments where she's like just wandering through the desert. Um, I like, I feel the, um, like the desperation just in her walk alone. So mm-hmm. she's just so good. I yeah. kind of have a connection between two of the things you guys have said. Um, there's a part in the scene, and I'm only seeing this on TikToks now going back, but where she's cleaning the windows, um, and I wonder how much of the directing, like these sort of things that Florence was in charge in charge of versus Olivia, she's playing with her eyes a lot. Like she keeps going through her eyes and trying to like they're dry, they're irritating her, mm-hmm. especially there. And I find like I'd love to go back and watch for these reasons to see how much she does that because she makes it look so natural that mm-hmm. I feel like those are the parts that Florence like, I'm directing. I'm, yeah, I'm trying to put these yeah. seeds down for people. You want to throw it at them all in the last 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. So, let's yeah. look at both good parts. Yeah. I, I think Florence is like in full control of the entire movie. And that's through like her... Uh, obviously I don't know anything about the behind the scenes stuff, but like through her presence and the way she holds like an audience, like she's doing all the work that Olivia Wilde is not doing here. Like all the stuff that's laying out seeds and that's like keeping you interested. And that's like anything that's actually worth having a character that's worth paying attention to is all through Florence here. Mm -hmm. Um, 
I just like I, I think one thing I said to my mom after I watched this movie, she was like, "Do you think it's like worth watching? Should we still see it?" And I was like, "Florence Pugh is a superstar, and like I think this movie cements her as like one of Hollywood's like next big stars, and like really like the actress to watch for for like the next couple of years, because yeah. she's just about to like take over the world, and it's like all up for her. And this movie really shows that, even though I don't like this movie, I think yeah. it really shows that it does, because just like she stands out so much more than anyone else in this movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like." Even, uh, like, I loved Chris Pine's character. I wish we saw more of him. Because yeah. how, too. like, fucked up and weird he was. And he's supposed to be this genius. Exactly. Yeah. We're supposed yeah. to, see, like, I, I want to know more. Mm-hmm. Because he was the yeah. villain in some sense, but it didn't yeah. feel like that at all. Mm-hmm. It yeah. felt like, it, it, it felt like Florence Pugh is literally outshining everybody in this movie. And yeah. she's supposed to be the one who's in the dark compared to I everyone was, else yeah. mm-hmm. who is so in the dark in this entire movie. Yeah. Yeah. She's supposed so. to be the only one who doesn't know what's going on, and yet still her acting's coming through as being the only one who has any idea yeah, of what right. story they're trying to tell. Literally. Yeah. I think, yeah, I definitely think Florence Pugh is one of the best parts of it. I, like I said, Chris Pine's character, wish we knew more about him, wish we had more of him other than the weird little snippets we got. Mm-hmm. Um, something that surprised me, though, was Nick Kroll. He's very literally like sprinkled throughout the movie very small moments um but he actually does a really good job in my opinion i expect him to kind of be this comedic relief but he he does a really good job at having these super serious moments like um when someone's talking like there's one of the new guys who's like talking about the job and whatever and uh nick kroll is just like we don't talk about that like shut the fuck up like oh yeah yeah like chris pine whatever he's so cool he's the he's the main guy all the stuff and i'm like okay i'm actually kind of surprised because like when you think of nick kroll you think of like big mouth big mouth yeah. and dicks and all this stuff well i'd and love to like assume that that was like a strategic casting choice yeah. because it is supposed to be everything there is supposed to be a little jarring like a little wrong mm-hmm. right. so a face that's supposed to be like so familiar that you're ready you're like okay this is the moment the tension's gonna break and then instead it hits you with nope i'm piling it on i like we are the men in control kind of power imbalance i feel like it because most of the other of the community i believe my uh from my experience Mm -hmm. are not actors that are as well known Mm -hmm. yeah so for another yeah familiar face to be that change Mm -hmm. i guess that mood totally yeah um cole what about you another positive i was thinking about was like as a thriller movie if you wanted to categorize it it's not a horrible movie in that sense. Mm-hmm. Like all the yeah. like very tense scenes were like super tense, but yeah. like it just like it couldn't make up its mind if it wanted to be a thriller, a sci-fi or like a mystery. Like it just couldn't yeah. make up its mind. Like yeah. it was too conjumbled in that way. Like cuz all of the scenes like the one where she's being pressed up against the glass, like that's a very tense scene and then when she wraps her face in saran wrap, like same like all of those like scenes have the same vibe where it's like super like tense but then it just like falls off to like back to like a normal happy life and i and i just i wonder how this movie would have turned out if it held like those tense moments for longer than just a scene like if it strung a couple of those scenes together if like the shift would have been more impactful in that yeah because because mm-hmm. like the, all the intense scary moments are genuinely terrifying like, yeah there were moments good. where yeah. i yeah. i could really feel myself tensing up yeah. but 
like you were saying, it just it, fell off. Yeah, it just doesn't keep that throughout the whole thing. No. It just has like moments of it. And I'm it's, like, I need more of that. Yeah, yeah. it's super sporadic. It kind of yeah. picks when it's going to maintain that tension. But when it gets the tension going, it it's is good. good. Like, yeah. yeah. Um, I liked Olivia Wilde's first movie a lot. So I know I've been making jokes already on this podcast that like make it seem like I fucking hate this movie and I hate Olivia Wilde. I think the script for this movie is like a total disaster. Oh, it and, like is. completely mm-hmm. fails, fails Olivia Wilde. But there's some really cool visual stuff she's trying to get at. And some oh, yeah. like, like it's well directed. It is there, very there well are, directed. Aside from the fact that there's no control over the movie. Like, so that's, I guess that takes away from my, what I just said, but like, Visually, and I think in, in in small doses, in bursts, this movie, like it, she is showing like control as a director where I'm like, okay, you've still got what you have when you made Booksmart. The thing is, Booksmart's such a smaller movie. That movie's it about is, two yeah. teenagers who want to get fucked up on their final night of high school. Like the, the stakes aren't that high and so it's it doesn't need... Good. It's just feel good and it's fun and it's well-directed, yeah. but it doesn't need to be relying on all these crazy things to show how it's well-directed, yeah. right? And I think that's why it works. And she kind of loses herself in the scope and scale of what she's trying to do here. But there is some really great scenes. Like the the scene where she wraps her head in, in saran wrap and the scene where she's pressed against the wall, which you, which we both mentioned, like great scenes. There, like yeah. very tense, yeah. well acted by Florence, but also like well directed. Like the, yeah. I know it's like nothing innovative, but it's, it is cool. It's mm-hmm. well done. The bus scene as well is something that pops up into my mind. Like her seeing the plane crash and like jumping off of the bus. Yeah. The glitch. Like that, yeah. In the sky too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like that scene's really good too because it's just like, why are you getting off of the bus? Like, why are you running after that when you know you're not supposed to? And then it's just like. Well, one of the theories I heard about that was that was one of her uh, doctor, like first aid in training uh, kind of kicking in. She was like, uh, someone's hurt. I uh, can help. And yeah. she obviously didn't mentally like at the front of her brain feel that way but instinct kind of kicked yeah, in there I see. Right. That that makes possibly yeah yeah that does track yeah. um i also want to ask since we brought up the saran rap scene so i was trying i was thinking about that more and i was wondering if it was sort of her test on whether like she could really die in that world because she was like the in between but the girls can die too and the guys can right we have Who? no that's idea. That's actually not established. Yeah, yeah. Like, can't, that's right? one of like just huge the... plot holes that no one has any idea. Because like she does panic, she is about to die, but I guess she never goes unconscious. There's never that full. Mm. I don't know. I just was wondering if that was sort of a mm-hmm. hint at her kind of trying to break that. Mm-hmm. I think, from my understanding, which is very limited because the movie doesn't explain <laughs> it at all. It doesn't give <laughs> you anything. Um, from what I understand, it's kind of like the idea that you die you wake up like in the sense that um when florence Pugh, uh what does she do that gets her essentially like strapped into the thing and like the doctors are all around her and stuff they just don't believe she's well so they're trying to like wipe her mind yeah Yeah, so she wanted to run away my thought is that enough stress or death can kick you out of the simulation he told on her and yeah exactly like that kind of like them figuring out uh, that or like it can kind of like break you out of the simulation yeah. and so they brainwash you again yeah right. um like she doesn't remember waking up because they brainwashed her into yeah. not remembering it at all and yeah. so i i almost wonder if that that scene where she's in the doctor's chair if that was real life or was that in the simulation were they actually wiping yeah. her real mind mm-hmm. or were they like rebooting her simulation to believe and whatever and they were zapping her brain 
Exactly. Like, is it her real brain or is the simulation's brain? I want to say it's her real brain so to I. convince her real brain that the simulation is real life. Yeah. But it's not clear at all. No, if you go back and watch the scene, though, like, little spoilery, but if you go back and watch the scene, you can tell which body is which. Mm-hmm. Like, that's the only thing that I picked up on. Really? Like, her eyes are, like, super red around them and she's, like, super, like, uh, like pale yeah. and, like, her eyes are, like, sunk in. So I think it is her real body because, like, in the sim, she's just fully, like, dolled up all the time. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. But, like, oh, like, when they were zapping her brain, her eyes were, like, super red and, like, like inflamed. Yeah. My, my, yeah, my thought on, the, like, the death boots at a simulation is that's why that other girl was trying to kill herself so many times. Mm. Was to well, get out. Yeah, but at we, this point, should we talk about the twist since we're likely. I think I well, we've already, already spoiled it. Pretty much spoiled yeah, it. Not, yeah, it's okay. It's spoiled, but I'm, we should be like, like get into it a little bit more. Yeah, like, sure. Yeah. Okay. So the whole big, whole big twist at the, in the end of the movie is that it, this whole place is a simulation, and it's this a bunch is of sword art online in the 1950s. Exactly. It's a bunch of incels who are like, I want a wife who will make me food and dinner when I get home from work. And That's exactly so what they, they just do. brainwash them into this weird simulation where and try and show and them that that's them. real life. But it's not. Yeah, kidnap them. It's very bad. Um, um, but Oli- that's the big twist. Olivia Wilde was listening to us try and like make sense of the movie in like that last scene, and she was just like, "Yes." We're like, "Yes to which part?" She's like, "Uh huh, mm-hmm. uh huh, yeah, all of it, all of it, everything, right. all of that." You're correct. Like, oh, thank you. That's uh, why I came up with so much disgust, though. It's just because like, I could never imagine that. Like, it's it's a very um, like. Obviously, in movies, everything is over-exaggerated yeah. uh, and over-the-top kind of thing. It's just like, it. it is a, you could totally make it feel realistic and feel very real in a movie. The way this movie falters is that it does not give us At enough all. background. And uh-huh. it does not give us enough motivation from the characters about why they would do this. It's just yeah. like, oh, well, in the last 25 minutes, we'll just so show that uh, Harry Styles is a Twitch moderator. <laughs> uh, this whole he, movie takes place in real time. It's yeah, not in the 50s. He, he actually um, listens to podcasts, <laughs> and um, that's what makes him like kidnap this girl and all this stuff. But yeah, it just doesn't do enough to like give us enough motivation to make us feel like that's believable it just kind of dumps it to you on the in the end you're just like wait that's what this was holding was about that's what this was Mm because it just it doesn't do enough yeah um i i think that this twist is downright laughable like like when i when it happened in the theater i was like kind of catatonic for a second when i realized what we were doing it's like oh Mm. It's a fucking video game. <laughs> are you kidding me? It's like a, it's like the metaverse. What are we doing? Yeah. Yeah. Um, think, no, go ahead, Kelsey. I think they lost it with trying to figure out where whether Harry's character or Chris Pine's character was going to be the bigger villain. Yeah. And mm. I would have been more focused on what I thought it should have got into because that scene of Harry just dancing around the stage for two minutes felt so pointless so to so many random. people. Yeah. I'm sorry, but, but that is the worst no. scene I've seen in recent movie sorry it's bad it's quite odd anyhow for me it was the symbolism of him fully being frank's puppet his show monkey his dance Mm -hmm. when i say dance for how long even if your wife who the reason you're here for is freaking out and about to ruin everything in the other room Mm -hmm. you're gonna stand here and dance and perform for me as long as i want so that is, that's a good villain. Like that yeah. is, there's a genius in the making, but we never saw Harry going to, or uh, Jack going to his conferences or any of this information, mm-hmm. this world he was building was like a 
two second clip of some podcast. Yeah, we saw it at the end. Nothing yeah. that felt mm-hmm. any, but nothing felt like inspiration. I mean, I guess hopefully it shouldn't be inspirational to yeah. any of us, but he wasn't proposing a brand new idea. Yeah, it was like, let's all go back to the 1950s. It didn't work out then, guys. He really does sound like a motivational <laughs> speaker on TV. Yeah. He was like, you can do whatever you want. Yeah. And like, to us, it's laughable because we see so many people who are like this and they never, they yeah. never get that far. No. Um, and it, it's just kind of, that's why I feel like it becomes laughable is yeah. because it's like, this is something that is in real life, these motivational speakers who are like, do what you want, get what you want, all this stuff. But it, it never works out that way. And so I, I feel like that's why it didn't, the stakes weren't as high because they didn't give like Chris Pine or Harry Styles a big enough like motivation as to why this is happening. They right. were just like, well, um, they don't get sex. So um, I'm pretty upset about that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. It's just kind of um, like, you got to push that a little more. I, I think that I'm, I agree totally with what you guys are saying, which is like if Chris Pine was actually in this movie, yeah. this would be a lot better of a movie. Because not only is he having the yeah. time of his life as an actor, and he's fucking great in like the 10 minutes he's in, um, but he's is the character's compelling. They just do nothing with him. He's not only underdeveloped, he's not developed. You know they what don't the other, do anything with him. You know what the other crazy thing is? Compared to Harry Styles, he's an actual fucking actor. Yeah. Like, yeah, he true. genuinely knows what to do on screen. On top of that, so that's how him and Florence have better chemistry than him and Harry. Yeah, I or actually, her and Harry. Sorry. I've been wanting to see this for a couple minutes. The scene at the dinner between yeah. Chris Pine and Florence is like the best scene in the movie. Yeah, it's the best scene in the movie. Yeah, it's the best banter back and forth for yeah. sure. Yeah, and it's like super intense. In that like two minutes, I was like, oh. This is what a movie's supposed to feel like. Yeah. And you learn so much more even about him, about the way he's confronted, the way he yeah. reacts to her. Well, because he acts like he's invincible. Yeah. Like he's just like, keep it's saying confident. it because nothing's going to change. Yeah. Yeah. He, he, feel, he knows he has the power in that situation. And yeah. he, he like, he knows it in the back of his head in the sense of like, this is all simulation. I control this whole thing, all this yeah. stuff. But you feel like the tension of Florence Pugh trying to get that power and in moments taking it, like convincing other people in the room that something is fucked up here. Mm -hmm. Um, But he is so cool, calm, and collected. I love my cool, calm, and collected villains who are just like, fuck up. I got this whole thing under control. Like trying, oh, we don't know what it is, but it's we don't under know. Control. Yeah, exactly. Chris Pine's just such a menace. Like he's just like yeah. smiling while mocking her, and it's like, damn, this guy is like evil. So and, good, like, you believe it, um, and then he just gets stabbed. So fucking <laughs> yeah. So so okay. What? Um, yeah. Before we get into that, which is a huge thing that pisses me off a lot. Yeah, I want to just banter on the twist a little bit longer, and that's mm-hmm. because of the fact that the the twist is so clearly something where Olivia Wilde and her co writer were like isn't this a cool idea? And then they just didn't stop to think about it for a minute. They started writing it and then they kept writing it. And I don't think they realized that it doesn't track for the movie they've made like at all. Like nothing has led here. And on top of that, it opens up all these floodgates of things that completely tear apart the movie. Like, Nobody came to check on Florence while she was in her apartment. There's nothing Like she's a, she's a surgeon, like, like a very important person in society. She was due back in shift in like six hours. Right. And so her boyfriend drugs her and then makes her a slave to a video game. And she's just in that apartment. Nobody's knocked on the door. Nobody's come looking yeah. for her. Nobody's been in contact Where's with her. Where's your family? Everyone's just like, fine. It's totally fine. Yeah. That's um, just no sense. This is like yeah. not a little plot hole. This is like a movie breaking plot hole. It yeah. like, or where all these missing women are. Right. Some of these women were like yeah. presumably taking off the street. We have no idea. No Most clue. of them besides Bunny have n- 
no idea. But the thing being is that like they couldn't have been taken off the street because all of these like women were like the men's ideal wife. Like they were like women that they had like, idolized. Mm-hmm. But the the interesting <laughs> part of it is that like I I feel like I don't know if some of them have been taken off the street. They might have been because the backstories to how they've met have all been created yeah like written sure enough because Florence yeah. Pugh starts going like oh you met him on a train, train didn't you yeah he you dropped your ticket and he Boston. picked it up like yeah. this whole thing um so it, it totally could have been in Florence Pugh and Harry Styles situation Harry they were in a relationship and Harry Styles was like sure enough, oh yeah. man she's not happy whatever let me enslave her yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like mm-hmm. so it, it is it is a very it's a cool idea poorly thought out yeah the dudes are like well, i'm doing this so we can live our perfect life and then i'm leaving for 12 hours a day to go work a, a job in a regular normal life so it's like so what's so that the we fucking while doing you sit home and cook and clean yeah like that was the most powerful part for me was florence at the end being like i don't give a single shit if i was working all the time yeah. it was my life i chose that and there should have been a, like that's the horror to me. That, mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. and there was no like, there's barely anything about that. It's because the first like hour of the movie is like, oh, check out this, this cool place we're in. Check out all these yeah. interesting things that are here, and like that's cool and all. I love to see the interesting like, like kind of futuristic 1950s esque world they're living in. Mm-hmm. Very cool. But that's not what this movie is about. Mm-hmm. It's about the people in said world. Mm-hmm. Like, you can give me this entire... I could literally show the entire audience this entire world that they're in in probably 15 minutes. Mm-hmm. With a Easily. quick, like, give me the camera going through the streets, showing the yeah. different areas, all this stuff. And then we end right there at Florence Pugh's house. Like, that's how that works. Don't give me right. an hour of, well, let's have a bunch of people being like... Oh yeah, this big dude, he does a lot of cool stuff and it's the things and that's it. The, and they blow up sometimes. And we go shopping and we get Yeah, nice what was that stuff. scene? So well, the well, reason, speak about that scene for one second. It, what was that scene? I feel like that scene was them trying to show like what the women do in their day-to-day lives and how <laughs> this very interesting idea of like that they can just kind of get whatever they want when they want it. Mm-hmm. But that's what I think that the future or that that setting breaks down because it's like, woman, yeah, you have the perfect life. You can shop, go to the pool, you can do whatever you want. But no, they're cooking and cleaning all the time. It's both. They didn't. Yeah. They should have either had that all the stores and all the shopping they did was around the husbands and around the home and around that, mm-hmm. and that that where that's where the brainwashing was was convincing women again that like you love serving your husband. Exactly. You do it all day, mm-hmm. and aren't you? Ex- so excited for him to come home tonight Mm -hmm. but it was still being like no no you have paradise too kind of guys don't you don't you love it here but i guess that also is the man's perspective on what a woman's perfect day looks like they're like if we put a pool here and a shopping mall one maybe a coffee community yeah we're good right guys done It's, it's the idea like and this is like a not well explained idea of Harry Styles being like, I want you to live your perfect life. I want you to be so happy. All this stuff. Here's all these things. I'm just going to give you all this stuff over and over again. And that's not what that is at all. Like no. to, for these women to have their perfect life, Florence Pugh's like, I want to live my life. Yeah. I don't want you to just be handing me yeah. things 
over and over and over again. The perfect it's, life is her life. It's literally it's like, give the, me it back. the yeah. 1950s lifestyle of like, buy your wife the newest and greatest refrigerator. She'll love it. Yeah. 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 She'll th- tell the kids about it. I was like, oh, that's just like such a flat idea now. Yeah. We know that that sucks. We know that both genders don't benefit from that arrangement. Mm-hmm. Because too, like, the, the place wasn't an oasis for men either. If mm-hmm. it was supposed to be, we'd see like, golf courses and pubs exactly. and shop, mm-hmm. whatever. I guess, yeah, if I made one, probably be a basic <laughs> world for men too. So maybe we should stop hating on theirs. But that's the thing, still, though. I feel like that's what... If this movie has taught me anything, men are simple-minded. <laughs> yeah, they just want the, the woman you, there. Uh, you give them pub, you give them golf course, you give them pussy, they're here for it. Apparently all, meal. apparently all men want is their wife to always be around them 24-7. They're just like, stay at home. Don't do anything. Don't exist. I'm like, guys, um, yeah, men are pretty nefarious and suck. And I'm sure there's men out there, absolutely, who are like, women should go back to doing everything for us. But I think most of the dudes I know and everyone who's bought a ticket for Don't Worry Darling, surely, appreciates the fact that women are like strong-minded and like have their own goals and desires. Yeah. If you're seeing this movie, you certainly didn't buy a ticket for this movie if you hate women. First, <laughs> like, that, like that, that's a fucking... <laughs> I just... I really want I really want to see the guy in the theater who's like he sees the ending of and the he's movie. Mad about he it. walks out the theater, he's like, damn, they really it gave up the perfect life. These women not wanting to live their lives like this. Ugh, I can't believe it. I, I want to see that guy. I actually think we might bounce around the point a little bit. Maybe if it's now okay time to get into it with the trigger warning of essay a little bit. Mm-hmm. They well, weren't making oh, can I say something yep, right quick? Please. Okay. Hi, everyone. Future Wesley here. Um, as I'm editing this episode, I'm realizing that in the next section, we talk a lot about how this movie doesn't really give any trigger warnings. And I thought it would be stupid if we didn't give trigger warnings. So, just so you're aware, in the next section of the episode, we deal with heavy topics of sexual assault and abuse. So, you've been warned if you want to skip ahead to 48 minutes where we finish talking about it. So thanks again, and enjoy the rest of the episode. Because um, I want to, yeah, I wanted to bring up this this idea so we can continue off of it into the next point. But like, I think the movie Olivia Wilde thinks she's made is completely lost in translation. Because yeah. she has no um, idea what movie she made. I've heard her talk a lot about female empowerment and like the movie allowing women to reclaim themselves and sexuality. It's like, did we watch? the same movie i'm sorry i believe i watched florence Pugh get eaten out about three times and for like five minutes weirdly and in <laughs> retrospect it's sexual assault because she's being she fucking forced know. into it yeah. she's being forced into it she's being yeah. held here against her will what did you watch olivia wilde what do you think you made that, you also have and, and, that so super creepy moment of chris pine watching yeah that Ooh. as well so well yes. this is what makes me think that we were bouncing around the point saying that we were making this perfect woman. It had nothing to do really even with the home-cooked meal and the fresh clothes. Those guys have to go into the real world and eat the beans on toast and whatever and anyway mm-hmm. and clean their own clothes to go out to work. It's about having their sex object and toy at their disposal the moment they walk in the door. Yeah. That was his snapping point. And that, again, is the horror for me is that the minute he wanted sex when she walked in the door after a however many hours shift, that's when he lost his mind. Mm -hmm. She said no. And so now, and so then, yeah, like the sex too being like what we thought was supposed to be like 
woman empowerment like go Florence love it for you now I'm like oh my god it had nothing to do with her yeah. like mm-hmm. it was him this guilty conscience being like well you know you're locked this in is here happening so maybe I'll, I might as well give I'll you try head. to give you an <laughs> orgasm too not that he could ever know how there's no way he knows how i guess he can make his character know how i I was gonna say if you get a look at what the real version of harry styles's character is supposed to be like that man's never done that to a woman ever no idea (laughs) it's like that ain't happening did he pay extra money for the eat pussy dlc he had to upgrade his tongue i gotta i gotta wonder you know (laughs) it was a 15.99 and he did it reluctantly he was like yeah, he's like, oh, oh, I man. guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, jeez. But yes. Yeah. Back to the really dark point was that yeah, it felt like a, a very long sexual assault. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That she was completely against, and yeah, I felt like that is something very heavy, something very real that women are dealing with, and we didn't. I guess we didn't have the time to see any of her it was processing of any yeah. of the trauma, mm-hmm. but. That's that's a big one. That's the, like one of the biggest issues with the movie is the fact that it ended right as we were like she gets out. Yeah, like that's horrible. Like yeah. it's terrible. I would have rather seen like Kelsey said earlier. She was like, I wish we would have got to see her like wake up the first time. Yeah, like when, when she first touched the thing. Like and she mm-hmm. Kelsey was like, I wish we would have been able to see what her perspective was in that minute. And she learned for a second, like 30 seconds what was going on and then they were there zapping her back in. Mm -hmm. Right. So when she remembered the second time, it wasn't just about remembering, it was about remembering and having to strategically Mm. maneuver her way out without knowing that the moment she's in the desert or the the wherever she's alerted or Mm -hmm. something of that part. And like that leads me to something that I wanted to say, which is like there's so many better versions of this movie that don't try and pull like a blanket over your head and just like trick you for the entire yeah. time. Yeah. Like, she's trying so hard to be like, no, 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 there's a mystery here. You have to stick around for what's like playing out. If this movie wasn't trying to be smarter than you the whole movie, um, it would it would actually be a really good movie yeah. because yeah, she'd be let telling us in. like right oh, like if, if, it, if that had happened like 50 minutes into the movie where she wakes yeah. up from this like thing and it's like oh, okay. Like, we didn't need it to be, like, the last 20 minutes. This is a grand twist. Like, that could yeah. have just been the plot of the movie, and it would have been a far better version. I even would go as far to say is, like, if we knew about it, like, an hour into the movie, the twist wouldn't be that bad. Yeah, it's true. It might actually fix it because yeah. it's so out of nowhere, and it's that's, so goofy. That that's it's what like, I mean. What like, yeah. if, if she woke up and we got to see, like, her wake up and be like, what the fuck? Like, I'm strapped to a bed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then Harry comes back in and he and looks like, different than we know him and yeah. he fucking knocks her back out. Yeah. And then like yeah. her memory's wiped and she's rebooted in this world and we have to like yeah. maneuver See, that like, this with is a her. Way better movie. I will die on this hill too. It should have been, sorry, it should have been that the twist, so that could have been the plot, then the twist could have been when Gemma Chan character kills him, we find out she's been the one running it the whole freaking time and all the women are in their own like home facility like they've all known too (laughs) literally i think there are so many ways you can make this movie better and the reason like we were just talking about how the movie tries to be smarter than you are the scariest part of any horror movie is the audience knowing what's gonna happen yeah Mm -hmm. that's what makes it terrifying because you're like no don't do that don't do that and they do it and like that's what makes it scary. This entire movie, you have no idea what's going on yeah. the entire time, and you only figure it out when Florence Pugh does. And, like, that can make sense for movies, but in a movie like this where they're like, 
oh, it's mystery. Something's happening. If we don't know that there's, for like the first 45 minutes, that anything weird or suspicious is happening, what's the point? Like, it's not even scary at that point. And on top of that, um, I think there are, like, you could even have it where we see a bit more of Florence Pugh's life beforehand. Yeah. Yes. And then Anything. all this crazy stuff happens. The end of the movie doesn't end with her uh, just waking up. She wakes up, gets out of the apartment, and the world around here is completely changed. Yeah. It'd like, be crazy it's been, been like a day. 25 okay. years or something. <laughs> Either of those options we are still too different. Yeah, I'm like, I'm like, 25 years. <laughs> yeah. She walks out the front door. It looks like fucking Cyberpunk 2077 when she like went in there in modern day and age and whatever. And so like, yeah. there are so many other ways to make this movie so much better. I even, even I think to make this movie a little bit better, I would have loved to have her wake up and. As the credits are rolling in the background, you just hear her beating Scrambling. the shit out oh. of Harry Styles. <laughs> yeah, that like one. That, I mean, like, he's dead. Like you. Oh yeah, true. <laughs> um, so she has to wake still. up to his dead corpse. Also, very true. Um, you just see, or like you just hear like the scuffle in the background, or whatever. Like there are so many ways you can make this movie better. I could list like seventeen, mm-hmm. but but it that's what de- like that's what defines it as a bad movie. Yeah, when the audience were mind, sitting around yeah. more creative than they were. In my mind, that's what defines it. Like, I didn't necessarily think it was a bad movie, and then I, Kelsey and I talked about it for a while, and I was like, "Oh, it's just a bad movie." Like, yeah. mm-hmm. we can think of many other ways to make it better mm-hmm. than it's I, not a good movie. I'll put it this way: Do you go to the movie to be entertained or for the storytelling? Go to this movie to be entertained. It's entertaining, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. if you want to think about the story or walk away with a message that sits right with you yeah it's not this one and yeah. that's yeah. the issue is that that was the point of the movie it felt like mm. it the point of the movie it. was to have a story right that's to like put the, a message across yeah it's it like the whole and thing. it didn't fucking do it yeah mm-hmm. um i said to you cole when we had first seen it, i think one of the things that I had, I had mentioned was just like this movie has so much to say that it just says nothing yeah like mm-hmm. olivia wilde is throwing everything at the wall and she's like sexual assault uh female empowerment trauma uh i'm like you're none of these are landing because you're not committing to any of them like you're not letting any of these themes resonate and the problem Mm -hmm. is you didn't even build a character who we can experience as a vessel for what we're supposed to be feeling this movie couldn't figure out the fuck it wanted to be genre or theme it didn't figure out if it wanted to be a sci-fi or a thriller or what and it couldn't figure out which theme it wanted to stick by yeah, the sci-fi elements all land so goofy for me. Because yeah. it's so out of nowhere. It's, yeah. like, it's like, oh, so all you have to do to get out of this video game is it's touch a wall? Like, what? Damn. Why isn't everyone doing that? You have that? to run across yeah. a desert and touch, like, a, a okay, coliseum. Easy. <laughs> easy. I've played so many video games, and that shit's not hard. I'll but just they, do it. Yeah, they wanted the woman not to find it. They didn't mm. hide it in, no. like, a random office locked just up. They said... Don't Bro. venture across don't this there. barren <laughs> field. Don't Might be tempting, guys. And then don't climb up these stairs that lead all the way to the top and don't touch that wall that is yeah. your reflection. Their yeah. whole plan is don't go there. And when she goes, <laughs> what if I do? They're like, shit. Yeah. yeah. Like, that's Damn. Us. That's it. Um, okay, so at the very beginning, we had just mentioned that we wanted the shit on Harry Styles a little bit. And then I was like, we'll do that later. And then we just like totally got caught up on other stuff. So now it feels a little bit like late for us to do it because it's just like what? No, it's not. Let's let's, I'm so ready. let's, let's do it. All right, I gotta I gotta call him out on this one scene, <laughs> the one where he's in the car and she's getting dragged out and he's like, "I'm sorry, I'm sorry." It's I so saw, fake. I saw that scene again recently, 
and he pulls the steering wheel off. off. <laughs> like that's then, what makes that scene worse. No way. Like if you go no back way. and watch that scene, he pulls the steering wheel off. Like it's it's not solid. He like pulls it it's towards him. You yeah. see him panic and put it back in real Yeah. <laughs> he like pulls it towards him. He's like, oh shit. <laughs> and Olivia Olivia Wilde's recorded. She's like, you're doing great, babe. Yeah. Just, <laughs> like, it's good. Keep so rolling. Yeah. That's it's what makes that scene so much worse. It's a, like, yeah, it's, oh God. It's a child having a tantrum, which only wants to work if you want to see that he's, his other self is coming through a little bit. Yeah. But you don't. But you don't know the every other... other way he's been able to create this new persona that's yeah. charming and British and um, I don't Which know, <laughs> sexy. Yeah, American and or British. And he's just disgusting. In yeah, life. it's rough. Him switching back and forth from British and American, yeah. like you can hear it at moments. There were, there no I think, f- with the movie, like twenty minutes in the movie, I was like, is he British or is he American? I'm I really don't know. Confused. Do you know? Because I sure should both. <laughs> it's his yeah, real life persona and his yeah. fake one fusing together. And I I think too, like talking about trying to see his real life persona come through. I think that would have been better if he was a good actor. Yeah, yeah. he's just uh, yeah. he's not a good actor, guys. Yeah. It, it, like I'm not saying that we should have Shia in this movie because Shia is an abuser and it's good that he isn't in this movie. But he would have killed it. Thousand other actors though. There could yeah, be a middle true. ground. That's, that's, yeah. Okay. You're right. Yeah. There's like him. any other lead. It's <laughs> a good point. I just think like, for for this character, like a part of me wishes this movie had gotten filmed before he found out Shia was awful because yeah. I'm glad he didn't get work being an awful person, but. He would have just nailed this role. Like, yeah. The whole time I was watching, I'm like, damn, this dude is Shia LaBeouf. So <laughs> Adam Sandler could have done the role better. <laughs> facts. Anyone. No, facts. Anyone. Like, like, I'm just saying names. I was just going to say, not a, sh- done the role better. not a show I'm watching, but Evan Peters was able to do Jeffrey Dahmer in a way that's making people think he's sexy and charming. Yeah. So which is, there are actors out there who yeah. can do both. Honestly, mm-hmm. give me the guy from her. Or you, oh, I mean, sorry. Her. Yeah. I, like her. I was like, Joaquin Phoenix? What's He's his a pretty name? sweet guy. Sorry, sorry. Give me the guy from uh, you. Penn Badgley. Yeah, Penn give Badgley. me that. Yeah. He would kill that role, too. He's so yeah, charming. Yeah, he would have been good. You could name anyone. Yeah, yeah you would. No, he would have been too smart for it, though. No. Almost. Not, like, he's supposed to be dumb. That's also yeah, kind of true. where I'm like, Harry's bad acting. <laughs> it works for me. It kind of works. I'm okay with it because he's truly supposed to. Like that's again where I just want to see that he was such Frank's puppet that he was like, mm-hmm. sure, yeah, I could just do this and real quick and what I just have to put a few drops in her mouth every hour to keep her alive. Cool, done. I can do that. Like he has no grasp on what's happening. No, he's an idiot compared <laughs> to. It does work. The like villain, we're supposed to have. Like he should have been also sort of a, a victim and how fucked this went. Yeah, kind of. He. And he kind of is, in a sense, but it's not even no, talked not. about. It's not okay because you literally hate him. So he does gross. know what he's doing, but at the same time, um, Chris Pine's character is promoting him. And it, yeah. my thought is that when these people get promoted, that means they have to pay more money for more things. Mm. Uh, so like, I, getting promoted means you get the nicer cars and the nicer stuff, but it also means you have to pay more money to his subscription service. Probably. You're a diamond in cell <laughs> this, yeah, exactly. this week. <laughs> I forget who else got them, though, and this could be not true because it Sorry. It's okay. I'm so, I just think I'm You're a two-year subscription. <laughs> <laughs> Congratulations on being an incel for this long. Yeah. Go ahead, Kelsey. Yes, sorry. Apparently, it went to the husbands of the women who were figuring it out. It's mm-hmm. more of a... Uh, 
Oh, it's a cover my ass fund. It's, yeah. Yeah. Mm. And a guilt to the woman to be like, you love this life. Look, it's going to get even more luxurious. Mm-hmm. Just wait. You're in the in club now. Right. Everyone, everyone's supposed to like Frank. Like everyone's supposed to yeah. want to get with that, which is just another funny. one of the issues. I also wonder what all of the characters in that movie look like in real life. <laughs> yeah. Nick they, I wish he you know got. What I mean? Like what, no. did, what did Chris Pine look like? Chris Outside Pine, the simulation. No, Chris Pine looked like that. <laughs> 20 bucks says. 100%. He used to look like that because he had all the money from all the people. True. But. I would have loved to see Chris Pine's character in the same state as Florence's because he's so rich he doesn't have to work outside of it. Oh, so he just stays there. there all the time. True. So he just has someone like... That would be a creepy I, parallel as yeah. well. I really honestly wish that this movie just leaned into that that connection like yeah. the Florence Their and Chris th- yeah. yeah they have a really like cool vibe going on in that dinner scene and I just wish that the whole movie was kind of like a cat and mouse game between the two of them where she's like becoming aware and he's also always in there so like he's trying to like fucking I don't know I well, just wish the, they played with that villain a bit more he's cool if the yeah. second half did end up with her knowing she could have immediately killed Harry boom done see ya and then head to Frank's house, you're next, motherfucker. And right. then see where that no. went. Turn Gemma it around. Chan stabbed him, and that was it. And she's okay, like, yes. Yeah. <laughs> so let's, let's talk Power about that. Because I mentioned wanting to it's get into that. It's Gemma's right. Chan's turn to be talked about. It's Gemma's turn. Um, all right. So, yeah, at the ending of the movie, uh, the movie has no need for Chris Pine's character anymore. And so and they dispose randomly, of him. he gets stabbed by Gemma Chan. Uh, she says, It's my turn now. And I think. Olivia Wilde thought that it was like a fuck yeah moment. And it's a fuck yeah moment in theory, but the, the landing is just a huge thud. It's There's like, oh, no landing. I know, yeah. That's the issue. We don't get to see her in any power. Like, where it's your turn to do what? Let all of these women continue to be assaulted and abused and right. missing? Yeah. Like, is it your turn now? Let's see her letting all the simulation out and everyone's good. That would have been an ending. Mm-hmm. But instead, was- she's like, no. Like, yeah, like it's my turn now for what? For like, what? the movie doesn't even say it. She yeah. just no. leaves the movie. Um, yeah. you're, you're taking over for your evil husband? And Was she what? ever in the movie? Yes. Sorry, remind me. Like, <laughs> Gemma Chan's Probably character. for 15 seconds. Gemma like, Chan deserves more. She's amazing. Yeah. Gemma Chan is She great. is amazing, but actually, like, what? She was in three scenes? Four so scenes? She yeah. gets mad at... at the dinner party uh-huh, and said, you right. won't talk to my husband right. like this. Right. But if she knew... And that there's just so many gaps. There's so many questions. Why would she mm-hmm. want to cover for him? I thought it'd be better if she had like sit back and been like, go let girl, yeah. let him go. Let her expose yeah. him. See what seeds you're going to plant. But instead she gets everyone to leave. Yeah. It doesn't make sense. You're right. Like that, that it's my turn now. ending completely is contradictory, which is something I had mentioned at the beginning. Like characters just don't behave like the character you've spent the whole movie with. Yeah. And that is what happened to Gemma Khan's character. She's like barely in the movie. The few times you see her, she's like the loyal, fierce side person to Chris Pine's character. And then at the ending, she's just like actually dead. And now my turn. Like for what? I don't know what you're doing. I could, I could see it in the sense of like, uh, keep your friends close, but your enemies closer. Mm -hmm. Like she has to play that role to be able to get the power at the end of the movie. But it's not even mentioned or talked about. But like about. the power for what? Yeah. Like, exactly. And we, yeah. and we don't know like where she came from. Is she also uh-huh. a victim of his and, and she's just she been know? there so long? How does she know everything? Or are they well? partners? Was she the one who's pioneering this too? Which is also like would be another creepy advancement to the movie to show that women are also perfectly capable of mm-hmm. the trafficking and the abuse and mm-hmm. the and all of it. So, but still it missed, it built so much up. 
to just be like, and you can sit with that. Yeah. <laughs> you like, interpret that in the 17 what? different ways that yeah. we might have hinted at. I Yeah, I mean, I'm not like accusing Olivia Wilde of um, being like a bad person or like anything like that when I say this, but I will say... I think it's kind of fucked up to make a movie that you pitch as an empowerment movie and then sit a bunch of women down for a movie that is actually disguised as a sexual assault movie. Yeah. yeah. Like, no I think trigger I, warning. No trigger warning. I think that, I mean, I, I don't mean women in specific. Anybody can be a victim of sexual assault. But in particular, this movie is trying to make a commentary on feminism and female mm, empowerment. And then to get rules. a bunch of people who are maybe into that idea into a theater and be like, actually, no trigger warning. It's, it's rape. I'm like... That feels yeah, really wrong. You just to brought do. that up, actually. It made me very upset because I did walk away from it feeling gross and icky and heavy and a little sick to my stomach. And I'm like, that's on you. That's your triggers, which that's a debate for another time mm-hmm. if you decide that. But in this day of age, it's perfectly easy to say that there's a trigger warning of some sort. If you'd like to look into mm-hmm. it, that's up to you. Yeah. Um, but an entire movie based on that. It wasn't just like a three minute scene that's crucial to the character's development. It was that sh- her, she existed in that world to have sex with him. Mm-hmm. Because he couldn't get it outside. Right. Yeah. That simulation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Guys, Which is, that's what the, ugh. Yeah. Guys, I think All I figured it out. I think this is what this movie is telling us. Ready? Uh-oh. Yeah. The entire world is desert. Oh. There is no, there's no plant life anywhere. anywhere. It's telling all these men, go outside, touch grass. Come on. <laughs> touch grass. That's, Please. It. that's it. Yeah. That's true. Please. They're like, there's no grass in this, in this world. You gotta leave. That is You're how it's happy. fake. That's how you find out it's fake. Cause there's no grass anywhere. It's all fake grass. Discord mod confirmed. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They were like, yo, what if we just had no grass and so no one can touch grass? Like, fuck it. <laughs> A bunch of happy people for sure. Uh, yeah, there's. I think we could just keep talking about all the problems it. of this movie and keep shitting on it, which yeah. is so unfortunate. Yeah, it's really, like, it's really unfortunate because it had all the bones to be like a good movie and everything. Yeah. fucking missed yeah. everything so hard. Yeah, it was staring right at the target and it just missed. It just left. went it the didn't wrong even way. Hit the target. Yeah. No, it just missed. No, it's yeah. like it's like when someone's like, if I hold more darts in my hand, I'll hit more balloons <laughs> yeah. on the wall. Yes. And they throw it Every all in. Every single one missed. None yeah. of them hit. Yeah. Yes. Oh, exactly. Agreed. Yeah. It was literally any sort of trigger warning trauma that people are going through right now. It was like, let's hit them all. Yeah. <laughs> let's trigger let's them all. Let's just do it. Yeah. And then call and it them talking. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and then don't worry about it. Yeah, <laughs> and then don't worry, darling. You know. I think... One one thing I'll say is like, I don't know. I'm excited to see what else Olivia Wilde does. Like, I'm not counting her out. I don't think this movie's like awful. I've seen some really awful movies this year that I would like actually call really really bad. This movie is just like not good. And it's so bad though. It's, it's not it's bad, really really. But it's bad, not offensively it's bad. bad. You know what I mean? Like it's it's competently made. It's got yeah, all like the it's, bones it's for nice. things. Yeah. Yeah, but it's just it's visually appealing. Yeah. Uh-huh. Like, like yeah. But set design's great. We didn't mention that. Oh my god. Mm-hmm. I, I Whoever, mentioned it at the beginning. Did you? Okay. Mm-hmm. Whoever was in charge of designing and building out this yeah. town of victory like did a great job it's like very effective and it also like really captures like the claustrophobia and anxiety that this community like brings the people who live in it mm-hmm. i thought it was really really well done but that's such a small detail yeah such like a oh you know what to save the movie i like the, the houses you can look at it watch it on mute <laughs> you know what florence Pugh got raped watch for a lot mute. of <laughs> florence Pugh got raped for a lot of that movie but the cars were but, cool but yeah just look at the sky um no yeah I haven't seen Booksmart, but I wonder if 
Olivia Wilde does better with already relatable characters. Mm-hmm. Being mm-hmm. in, you said grade eight is when they were graduating? Uh, grade, 12. grade 12. Yeah, grade 12, yeah. Um, so graduate, yeah, that's something we've, well, most people are mm-hmm. going mm-hmm. to go through um, or have gone through. You kind of are already in that character. This, again, she wanted to find so many people or so many stories to relate to without giving them an actual voice, without mm-hmm. uh, giving them hope that something would change or that mm-hmm. there's a message there. It was just like, you know, you know, you've been there. You get that, right? Yeah. Okay, good. <laughs> yeah. I, Story's done. I just really think she should not do any more horror movies. No yes. more scary Mystery. stuff. Stick to your Small character scale. Don't studies. do horror. Yeah. Don't do thriller. Don't do... Everything else that this movie was trying to be. Yeah, yeah. I just, I really hope she learns from it. I really hope she learns from this, and her next movie is much better. Small but scale. Just scale it down. There's one better scripts. I'm going yeah. to brutalize this man's name, but this is the director of cinematography. His name is Matthew Libatique. Okay. Questionable. Great Matthew stuff. Matthew yeah. Libatique, yeah, but question stuff. mark. Yeah. Good he job, man. He did a fantastic me. job. Him and, yeah, him and Florence almost convinced you this was a good movie. Almost. Yeah. While I was watching it. Almost. Um, Wag that finger. Almost. Yeah. Does anybody have any like closing thoughts? Um, what would you rate it out of five? Ooh. What do I have on Letterboxd? I think I'm at a two and a half. Mm-hmm. I think mine a was a three. It's now a two and a half. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't leave Florence it a three after shooting on it. and the cinematography like, literally saved it. Yeah. yeah. like That's what made it in like, a half acceptable movie. Yeah, I wanted to say three and a half, but I'm deducting the half points for how upset I am now about no (laughs) trigger warning. I know. And just how, yeah, truly, generally, uh, you want to leave a movie feeling something doesn't have to be good, uh, but really, really gross. Mm -hmm. It's not... Uh, not a positive thing. You know, like it can be if you're watching like the nastiest slasher of all time. Like last night I watched a really gross horror movie and that's what it was aiming to do. And I was like, that was really effective at being disgusting. Yeah. But like this movie's not trying to be that. This is gross in a personal. Yeah. Mm -hmm, Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Scary in a way of just, yeah, reading the news. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I know what's out there. I don't (laughs) need to remind you of a big Exactly. Olivia Wilde was right about one thing is that just like, yeah, dudes be gross, for sure. Yeah. 100%. They're creeps. Sure. Don't trust them. Um, mm-hmm. Even when you're married and living together. <gasps> bum, bum, bum. Bum, bum, bum. Uh, I think I'd give the movie like there. a two out of five, to be Ooh. honest with you. Completely valid, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, it was a three, and then it dropped a week later to a two and a half, and then after this discussion, I'm like, mm, it's a two. I, I, I didn't really like it. I think Florence is like the movie's big saving grace. And mm-hmm. the fact that I'm like, cinematography, set design, Florence. Nothing like else. that's not yeah. a good that's movie. not good. I'm yeah. sorry, but yeah. that's lead actress and the people who made it look nice. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I stand by that I'm willing to change my review if they make a sequel with Florence Gemma and they're against Olivia. She's the villain in there because she's yes. trying to keep mm. it alive. Um, and they come in and try and get it ripped down from the inside out. I want to see I want to see the Matrix style. Where it's Florence Pugh as Neo with guns, with going back in all this crazy stuff. Like she can, she can uh, (laughs) uh, hack the system and get guns and stuff. But it's all 1950s, so it's like Tommy guns. (laughs) Yes, you know what we didn't touch on? What the fact that Olivia Wilde's character hated her children the whole time? Yes, I was gonna mention this earlier in our plot holes, and then I just felt like it's just really quick. Such a dumb plot hole. Hated her children the whole time, and then when. Florence killed Harry. She was like, the only reason I'm here is because of my children. I was like, uh-huh. you hated them the whole time. It's What do it, you mean? It's a really bad, like, 
I understand what she was trying to do with the like, idea that she loves her children, but she hates the fact that these aren't her real children. Yeah. But it's done so poorly with her hating them the she's entire just, like, time. She's disgusted by them the entire time. Yeah, and it's, and then the, the end, she's just like, oh, well, I, I had real kids, but now I don't. Now here I can have real kids. And I stay like, here because it lets me have them. I'm like, but, but, but you they're not like them, them, and you know that, and you hate them for that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And this, again, is a huge topic for people of child loss. I believe she did mention it might have been a miscarriage yeah um which is again a huge like it was one of the other things i was thinking about in the relatable trying to all the darts the wall but yeah there was no no real insight into the relationship or feeling she had for them no. as they grew which mm-hmm. looked like a lot of disdain and anger which i guess was maybe its own comment on that yeah, even if it comment? looks that it lo- yeah that like, nothing you know, fake can there. last i don't know yeah mm-hmm. That it wasn't going to last forever for them either because, mm-hmm. like, that facade, you can only pretend for so long. Yeah. yeah. It might look like them, but... Anyway, she just had to bring it's... that up because we did forget about that. She yeah. just had a lot of holes. Pr- like, there's just... There's no way... I'm sorry. You're... No, I won't say this because I'm not a mother and I can't understand, but... Yeah, your love, your motherhood for two children who are simulations and aren't yours really took that much triumph over all of these women's lives. <laughs> Like you felt that right. good? How did you sleep at night? Well, she's she just didn't. like I have my she kids was like the whole time. <laughs> yeah, right. I, yeah, uh, I I think that's a great example of don't act in your own movies. Well, you can just well, don't you know take on that problem. You can if you do it like Quentin Tarantino does, where he's in it for like one like scene. Yeah, yeah. You have to get um, but when you are a character in the world you're creating, you can't. I feel like it's probably harder to separate yourself as a director to look at it from the outside view. Like, Has you're so Peele in it. Has done that yet? Um, I don't think no, so. No, not in any of his movies, no. I think he's... Uh, he's in this new movie. It's called, like, Wendell and Wild, and I think he's just producing it. Um, but it's just... It's all animated and voice acting. Yeah. Um, but, I, yeah, I feel like it's harder to step outside of your world and look at it and be like, huh, maybe all these things don't work if you're, like, <laughs> yeah. in the middle of it. Yeah. Um... I've- I feel like that's a comment on pacing too. Like it felt to us so much build up, so much build up. And then in the last five minutes, but who knows how long they filmed like the first half of the movie could have been so easy to film whatever. Wow. So that last bit could have felt so much longer. And I feel like that could have again messed felt with like her directing. Yeah. yeah. She didn't have actually that much content to put in, but because the scenes were trickier, more complex, blah, 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 had to be like spliced differently. Mm-hmm. It I, fell short. I, I don't know. I think the movie's two hours. It should have been an hour and 40. I'm yeah. just like, you could have cut like half the shit where we're just like hanging out or in victory. Or keep it and cut that and added some other shit. Yeah, that's yeah. true. That mattered. Should have just gone back to the drawing board. Yeah. You know, just it could like, have been yeah, a short series if they wanted to do it like real in depth and really get mm. have a whole episode dedicated to how Frank built in where he was before it started. A whole episode when Gemma's character came in. Mm-hmm. A whole like the world yeah, so they needed random. to they wanted to build this world, but it it in, they couldn't. In a weird way, I almost feel like it could have been longer and they could have explained yeah, more. That's what, yeah, true. yeah, I was like just about to say series. that. I feel like it could have been even more than yeah, but they just they just had dragged. so much crap at the beginning. Yeah. yeah. Anywho. Yeah. yeah. That's that's how we feel. Yeah. I'll check it out. Crap at the beginning, crap at the end. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We enjoy yourself for a little bit in the middle there. There's exactly. something there's something to like <laughs> at some point. Go uh, watch for Florence. You know, you can go out and hang out with your friends and it's a thing you can do. Yeah. For sure. That's a, it's a, it's an option that you <laughs> it's have. It's a movie in the theaters. It's a movie now. you can see. <laughs> Make exactly. your own opinions about it. Like feel free, but 
I'm glad I saw it. I've Maybe. seen people who like it, you know, yeah. and, I, and I've tried to like, cause I disliked it so much. I wanted to really like pay attention to those arguments and see what people seen in it. I don't, but I find it really interesting at least to like read about it. Cause there, there is a fan base. I'm for trying this movie to think I, of the demographic that would like this movie though. Um, people. Incels. <laughs> yeah. Incels. Yeah. Um, but like, Old men who think life should be like it was in the 50s. I don't know. They turn it off before it all goes to shit. Fans of uh, Florence, for sure. Mm -hmm. Yes. But I'm a fan of Florence. I mean, last night, my brother got home from the movies with his girlfriend. And he was like, we just saw Don't Worry Darling. And I was like, what'd you think? And I held my tongue until he gave me his reaction because I didn't want to be like, I fucking hated it. What'd you think? And he's like, we really liked it. Yeah. He's like, that was it. That was the response was we really liked it. And I was like, really? And he's like, yeah. What'd you think? And I was like, hmm. (laughs) (laughs) Nothing. probably people who aren't triggered by the topics don't have to do a podcast on well, it yeah. true. and i don't know don't want to think about think every deeper. that deeper yeah, like, probably join yeah. it yeah, yeah. again That's entertainment like over style, storytelling yeah. Yeah. yeah people can turn a blind eye like yeah. the, the plot holes and who just aren't yeah. really looking for that like yeah. if you just yeah. want like a twisty little thriller and that's all you're expecting from it maybe you'll get that i don't yeah. really think it but i wouldn't say it's like a halloween spooky thriller either no, like it's not, not fun like that no, no. yeah as we're doing this in our spooktacular, spooktacular. season. I know, I know but count, I wish it but... was. I wish it was a spooky yeah, thriller and it could have been, but. Yeah, sadly. Um, I agree. But yeah, I think that's just about everything. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, think it's it. we could keep shitting on it, but I, it's about yeah. everything I think everyone <laughs> I has to, to say, say about Don't Worry Darling. Point, I sound like uh, I'm, I'm overdoing it. Yeah, yeah it's, it's like, like a broken like, record. I sound very mean. I know, it sounds like I hate this movie and then I'm like coming for Olivia Wilde. I'm like, you, you're next. Like, you're no, it's next. fine. It's fine. I really I'm excited like, for her next movie. I really like how at the beginning of this movie, I was at the beginning of this episode, I was like, I enjoyed it, and then we just proceeded to shit on it for an hour and sixteen it. minutes. I do think though, good entertainment or good uh, media quality of anything creates a conversation. Yeah, and very that true. It did. true. Did create a conversation. I think a conversation. Uh, how bad Olivia Wilde did reach the point where she was like, I want people to talk about this, but it's not the way she expected I don't think it. To. Yeah. I, um, I think like my only like final closing statements before we can like wrap this yeah. up is like if you're going to make a movie that wants to be this thematically rich, you have to be sensitive and you have to be careful with how you tell these stories because you have an obligation as a filmmaker to tell like you're right. portraying those feelings and those things that people have felt and that have really dealt with. And I think that this movie makes a bit of a mockery out of real pain and real trauma, whether it meant to mm-hmm. or not. And that's not Olivia Wilde's fault because I'm sure it was intentional. I don't think this woman was like, I'm going to make women feel like shit. Because based on how she talks about this movie, I don't think she thought she did that. No. Um, but you, you, you got to be responsible. Deaf. Yeah, like, super tone deaf. You just have to be responsible. word you have to use there because like, that's all it is. Yeah. yeah. So that's my closing statement on it. If anybody has anything else, go ahead. But yeah. I think I think that's kind of it. Um, I think I've said my piece. Uh yeah. But yeah, thank you guys so much. Yes, thank you guys. Thank you for coming we on, had Kelsey. It's so much fun. It's so always glad we made this time. Happen. Yeah, it's always great to have new people on the pod and have people recurring guests. Uh, <laughs> see, I, I respected my recurring guests. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think that's just about everything. Um, so thank you all for listening. Uh, if you want to check out our other episodes, don't worry, darling. They're on Spotify, Apple Music. Uh, yes, Leslie, give it to me. Yeah. I, yeah. I got the yeah. one. Yeah. Ah, shit, I just tore my headphones out. Anywho, um, thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, check us out on Spotify, Apple, everywhere. Uh, you can find us on Instagram at the Diamond Movie Cast. Our individual Instagrams, I'm at Wesley Giffen. I am at Hayden Kutris, and it is the same names on our letterbox. Do you guys care to give your Instagrams out? That's I it. do. Okay, go ahead. I'm Kelsey Van. Avery with two eyes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> good luck finding it. It's K E L L S I E. Follow her. She's great. She's yeah. going to be back. Have a good time. <laughs>
much. And Cole's here. I am <laughs> here. Also Cole. You can find him on my Instagram. Exactly. <laughs> uh, yeah, thanks once again, and we'll talk to you guys next time.